Ogeo has been around for three decades, but it was in 2001 that the brand forever changed the way we think about gear bags. With never seen before features, like specific storage compartments for your boots, helmets, gear and more, the Ogeo 9800 is the most popular gear bag in motocross. Visit ogeopowersports.com. Hey everybody, this is Michael Antonovich with this week's episode of the Ogeo Powersports How Was Your Weekend podcast on Swap Moto Live. Decided to give Benny Bloss a call, kind of discuss his current deal with Rock River Yamaha. Uh, it's not been announced yet. You'll probably see the big press release come out in the next few hours, but Benny and the team have been working for the last few weeks to get this deal sorted out, and everything's finalized now. So with this, Benny will be on a 450 for the Monster Energy Supercross Series and the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship in 2020. So yeah, give it a listen. Check out our other podcasts that we have on the channel. If you like what you hear, let us know. Check out other content on SwapMotoLive.com. When did this program start coming together? Um, well, I had been talking to them um, basically a little bit after Outdoors had just finished. And then I had kind of thought I, I had a, a deal lined up. And then that completely fell through. And then so then I started talking to them more after Monster Cup. Um, and then, yeah, I, t- I talked to a couple other people, but kind of just now finalizing everything. But I've been riding the Yamaha for the past month or so. So it's been going pretty good, though. I really, really like the bike, and I think it fits me very well. This is like coming full circle because this is the team that you started your rookie year on. Yeah, I uh, I did my first ever outdoor in 2015 with them, and then... I did a few supercrosses with them before I got the BTO fill-in ride um, and supercross of 16, and now we're back. It's uh, pretty cool. I rode most of my amateur career for them as well, so um, I've now rode, I think, 50s, 65s, 85s, 125s, 250s, 450s amateur for them, and then 250s pro, and now this will be 450s pro, so kind of crazy, but pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's many people that can say that they've done that. There's very few, like maybe Jeff Ward, you know, being yeah. a Cali guy his whole life. Um, having that close relationship with them, uh, despite the fact of the big changes that they went through this off season with Christina Denning leaving, Cycle Trader no longer being a title sponsor, was your past relationship what really helped get this deal together? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Mike DeClose, the owner of Rock River, uh, we've been really good friends with him for a long time and him and my dad had been talking a good bit and then uh got it all figured out and got me a a bike to try and then really liked the bike and so then we started working on the deal okay uh getting on the yamaha after so much time on the ktm what were your initial thoughts because kind of hard to find two bikes more um separate than those two are yamaha big and powerful ktm nimble with like some roll on power how was it uh, it was a it was a pretty big change to be honest. Uh, I was actually really uncomfortable at first. Oh, you're um, not going to be one of those guys that said two seconds a lap faster on the first day. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it took me probably a week and a half just to get like comfortable, but I think, but now I'm better on it. I think I think the potential for the bike is like mind-blowing like i'm on a 2020 stock bike right now completely stock just got suspension on it and 
it is incredible how good that bike is. Um, but it, it, it took me a good bit to get used to it. I actually have, so I've never ran like the tall guy setup. I've never ran tall bars or tall seat or lowered pegs or anything. And now I have lowered pegs on the bike. I have a little bit, um, a little bit of bar risers, not, not crazy high, but make them a little higher mm-hmm. for my bars. And, uh, I'm actually going to try a tall seat this next week. So it was, it was a big change, but the bike is so fast. I like, it's just incredible how good the bike is. And, uh, I think it's going to be a really good year. Is that what was so hard to get around? Is just the power delivery of that bike or was it everything? Uh, pretty much everything. It, it's so much different than a KTM. I like, honestly, there's not really anything about it that is the same mm-hmm. or that feels remotely close to the same. The power is just a lot different. The KTM power is pretty good. I rode a, a stock KTM in Barcelona for the race that I did. And to, to be honest with you, the, the difference in the KTM stock and the Yamaha stock is pretty large. I was, I, I never really thought that cause I've always been on a, a really good KTM. Um, and all I know is Yamaha's got their stuff figured out. That's for sure. Okay. Being a guy that had so much Yamaha experience, this is way different than the last time you rode their bike in 2016. I mean, that's a complete generation ago. Was there any kind of past experience you had on a Yamaha that you felt like, Hey, this does this similar, this is still a Yamaha style or is it like, no dude, complete clean slate. Um, I felt like the Yamahas were really fast as well back then. Um, so I was kind of expecting that and, uh, but honestly, it's, it's still a good bit different the way it handles, uh, compared to back then. It's, it's a little different, but just, uh, once I finally got comfortable, it was like, okay, I can kind of remember the bike being like this and being like this and stuff. And so, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of weird how much they've changed. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those guys that thinks the sound of the intake right in front of you is different or did that take some getting used to? Uh, that didn't really take any, any getting used to. It was definitely different, but, um, that, that part was pretty easy, I'd say. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you've known for a while that this was going to be what you're going to do. And even a few weeks ago, you went out to California for the Feld media, like press week and stuff like that to shoot photos and all that. So, as all of this stuff is going on, like just now everything's really getting finalized, but you've known for a bit, like, Hey, it's going this way. Yeah. I've known for a good bit. I'd say probably actually before I left for Barcelona, um, the plan had been kind of to do this and it's kind of been off and on since then a little bit, but, um, for the most part, it's, it's been a done deal. Um, I agreed upon it to do it, um, before Barcelona. So, it's uh but finally now everything's getting finalized the team's getting sponsorships finalized and we're able to move forward on everything and uh get it all figured out we're going racing in two and a half weeks so it's a little stressful um but i'm just kind of trying to do my thing do the training and uh let everybody else do their jobs on getting the stuff ready so we'll see all right. See how it goes. So after being in the Rocky Mountain KTM environment for so long, and then now being in Oklahoma and being on your own, has it been nice? Have you really figured out like what makes you work without having anybody else's influence over you? Yeah, it's uh it's been hard. 
I can I can definitely tell you that. Um, I kind of kind of know what Justin Bogle was going through last year. Now, uh, being friends with him, obviously, I'd seen him dealing with trying to get his own stuff figured out and everything, and it was like, oh, that looks terrible. But hopefully, I don't ever have to go through that. And then here I am a year later, um, kind of going through the same stuff. At first, I was riding. I bought a bike and was riding it, and I'm actually I've only had a mechanic now for less than a week. And so that part was super stressful. Um, trying to do all my training and then also do the bike work. And on top of that, some of the stuff I don't necessarily know what, like what I'm doing, okay. which made it okay, even at worse. Least you admit that. At least you admit it. Yeah. I'd say I'm decent, but not, we're not splitting cases here. Right. Oh yeah. No, no. I used to be pretty good, but honestly, when I got the Yamaha, it was my first time changing oil on a dirt bike since 2016. So you went a lot of YouTube tutorials? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I, I got some good people around me to help a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty tough, but I think it's been good for me, um, learning a little bit about myself, and it's, uh, it's going to make make the good results feel much better, I think. Okay. It's so. good to hear. When you and I talked um, after you got hurt, really, the first time I saw you was in Nashville. So, I mean, we're talking pretty well into the spring. We did a little interview on the track that day, and you're like, hey, man, being away from it for so long has made me appreciate racing and riding that much more. You're in a completely different yet somehow still similar situation where you really have to fight and work to get yourself back onto the racetrack. Are you in a similar situation, like mindset wise of like, yeah, I really, really want to do this. Or now are you like, I just want to go race and get this over with so we can at least have all the hard work over. Um, I'd say I'm pretty close to the same. Um, my motivation, I don't think's ever really been higher. I've, uh, cause I just, I kind of feel like I've been like, maybe not forgotten about, but not necessarily like in the mix as like, much. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think it's made me want to do good more than ever. Um, and, you know, I still love the sport, obviously. Still doing it. Wouldn't do it if I didn't. Um, but I'm definitely definitely ready to get on the track, get some good results, and and have everything go maybe a little smoother than the past two months. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like everything's kind of light at the end of the tunnel less than three weeks away from Anaheim one. So regardless of what happens, like you're still going to be there that first Saturday in January. Oh yeah, for sure. No matter what, I will be at that race. 100%. Um, not a question about that. I've been putting in as much work as I possibly can working, working really hard out here in Oklahoma and, uh, haven't had the most productive off season, I would say, but these last couple weeks have been really good and, uh, last day I rode, I don't think I've ever felt that good on a dirt bike. So, um, really happy with how these last couple of weeks have gone. And I'm just excited to get to get to Anaheim and start racing. Mm-hmm. Hey, right now in the Midwest, I mean, it's pretty chilly. Uh, I'm looking at like seven inches of snow outside my front door right now for you, a couple hours South of me, but cold down there for people that don't know, like, what are those breezing practice days like on a supercross track where it's so cold the track is frozen over and you can't feel your fingers absolutely horrible we actually had two i think it was two weeks ago 
or maybe no, it was last Monday, so a week from yesterday, we had, I think the regular temperature was 40, and it was 21 mile an hour winds. Oh, so yeah, the wind yeah. chill was like, the wind chill was like 27 or something, and we were riding Supercross. We were all asking, like, can we maybe not do motos today? And Robbie was like, no, it's as he's sitting in his truck at the Supercross track, <laughs> the heater on. He's telling us about how it's not even cold. And I pulled off the track and three of my fingers were like completely white, like as white as you could possibly get your skin to be. And it's tough, but um, it's going to make the conditions when it's not cold, maybe be a little easier. Mm-hmm. I know I can get to, I can get through a 20 when it's 25 degrees out. I think I can get through one when it's 70. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You need to uh, call up Moose and get some of those big windscreen handguards now. <laughs> I, yeah, I I was wearing some other gloves the other day and it wasn't wasn't very good. And I put my Moose gloves on. I just got some new ones to try and they were honestly better than these cold weather riding gloves that I have. So um, they got that stuff figured out. Moose has been really good so far. So uh, really happy with it. Oh, yeah. They know how to make durable cold weather gear they're like the carhartt emotion. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um hey one thing that i wanted to get your take on and i know that everything's cool between you two because you spend so much time together how is the relationship between you and bogle knowing he got the spot you didn't your guys's positions basically switched from this time last year like how's that friendship all good still oh yeah friendship's all good i like this is uh this is a job and I lost mine. That's not his, you know, it's not really his, uh, his problem. I can't be mad at him. Only person I can be mad at would be myself. Um, but I'm I'm not going to let something like that ruin a, a good friendship. I see him basically every day, hang out with him all the time. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let something like that ruin, ruin my friendship with him for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing is too, being at Robbie's place, how is it to have Oklahoma legend like him overseeing your program? Uh, it's awesome. We have such a good group of guys right now. Like, um, obviously Robbie knows a lot and he's been really, really good for my program. And, um, we also have Trey Kennard basically comes out every time we ride and he rides with us as well. And that dude is still so fast. I heard he's like faster now than he ever was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have no issues top fiving at supercross like today which is crazy um a little frustrating sometimes to be honest <laughs> no it's good we got a gr- good 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 group of guys with with those two and then we got justin myself um austin forkner and some really good uh privateer guys dustin winter adrian galamba um we just we got a good group of guys right now and uh it's been really really good yeah, that, that group of, like, you, Bogle, Kennard, and Raynard, that's a nice core group of guys. And then Nichols, like Colt, when you have them on the weekends, that's a nice core group that's always been together, always done everything together, sees the struggles yeah. that each of you guys have gone through and, and helps each other out. Um, you mentioned that Barcelona race a few weeks ago. How was that? I mean, there wasn't really a lot of coverage from it. Everybody knows you, Bowers, and Bogle were there and that something happened to your bike and you didn't race. But how was the experience as a whole? Uh, the experience was awesome. That place was so cool. Um, I had heard a lot of, a lot of good things about like the city of Barcelona and 
it was a blast. Like the city was really cool. A lot of, um, a lot of really cool, uh, like touristy places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. my wife and I actually went and toured, um, this church and we toured, uh, like famous artists house, which was really, really cool to see. And then we got to go to a Euro league basketball game while we were there, which was awesome. And did they Maybe win a big basketball draft? I wish. Um, it was, it was fun though. Um, the racing didn't necessarily go too good. Uh, had some crashes in practice and then felt really good in my heat race and had a really big crash. I was kind of dodging a, a lapper in the whoops. And when I moved over, I accidentally shifted down to first gear, oh. which is not the move in a set of whoops straight over the bars kind of hit my head a little bit, but I was, I was good. And then raced the LCQ, won the LCQ. Um, and then I was sitting on, I was going to race Justin for the head to head race. And I was pumped for that. I thought it was going to be cool. And then I looked down on my bike and it's just all of a sudden just starts smoking really, really bad and decided to call it a night right there. Didn't really want to take any unnecessary chances with that and possibly have an issue for this year. And so decided to to watch the main events and overall it was a fun trip just a little bummed with how the racing went but uh, hopefully i can go back in the future are those international races is that something that you would like to add to your program when you see other guys like anderson and brayton and you know other dudes do it malcolm yeah for sure i'd i'd actually uh had a a deal to try to do the australia races to do two or three of them and then Something fell through with that, and I wasn't able to do it. And um, really, talk, trying to keep in touch with those guys, and hopefully, I can go and do it next year. Uh, I think that that's really good for the program to be able to get gate drops in, and then also getting to go to another country that I've never been to before is also pretty cool. So, hopefully, I can do some more of those next year. Yeah, that'll be good. I'll make sure to uh, put the good word out there so you can get on those on those trips because they're a good time. And, and for you guys, you learn a lot. You get to really reconnect with racing and figure out little things instead of just being like test track dummy every day, just countless laps. Yeah, for sure. You got to switch it up. Uh, sometimes the practice track gets old. So getting to get into race, which is, I like to race. So uh, anytime I can try to do it. Uh, last thing which we always have to ask Anaheim one coming up in a few weeks. Where do you see yourself when the gate drops on Saturday? Uh, I would say somewhere between fourth to eighth. It's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. Like pretty exact. I think, yeah, I think that's a good starting spot for the year. I think that I can definitely be there. This bike is incredible. Um, got a good solid program behind me. Um, yeah, I think we can get we can get there, start there, and and uh, work our way up from there. Cool. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for getting on the phone with me. When will you head out to California? Just right before Anaheim one. Uh, I actually, yeah, I actually plan on trying to stay in Oklahoma during the week until if I can stay here for the whole winter, then I would. I'm going to try to do that, but we'll see how the weather works out. The plan is for right now to at least stay here until St. Louis till Sunday after St. Louis, then go to California and just fly to the races. So we'll see. Okay. Sounds good. 
All right, dude. Well, it's good to get you on the phone. I will. Uh, I'll see you in California. All right. Thanks. See you, buddy.